to listen to the rest of that on the streaming platforms or something but yeah welcome to episode 66 of the riley randall's podcast i go by the name of riley ritz born and raised in brooklyn in new york shout out bushwick shout out canarsie shout out best Eye. i rap i used to do only fans reviews and as of today i podcast <clears throat> sorry shout out, to the, <clears throat> shout out to the old listeners shout out to the new ones um, I know I'm sounding like Barry White at this time, but there's a reason, which also adds it to the other reason why I dropped a new episode so late. Um, I was, I'm not even gonna hold you. I caught a chess code. I, I caught a chess code and playing, f- fucking around with your throat will do that to you. So. Hence why I'm talking to you the way that I'm talking to you now. And to be honest, I like this more. I'm more relaxed. I don't want to strain my throat more than I already have. So, And to be honest, I wasn't even sure if I was going to drop another episode within this week. Hence why, looking back, I should have just dropped the joint with Roxy earlier. Yeah, I did an episode, a podcast episode with Roxy Hayes. Shout out to her for being on. If you haven't heard that already, you really should. So, but, um, yeah, but thank God I pulled off on it. I pulled back on it because a lot has passed since then. And mainly Drake dropped a new album, not, not just a new album, a new sound. His seventh album called Honestly Nevermind. And this is nine months after 
certified lover boy. It caught a lot of people off guard in more ways than one. Matter of fact, in two things. One, because this is such short notice. But he's Drake. He can do that. No. Um, it was on short notice. It was like 24-hour notice, if anything. And I was like, oh, shit. Nine months after, you know, certified lover boy. Genius. That was genius by itself, first of all. But um, everybody was, you know, people being people, especially Drake fans and Drake snaps, they were anticipating what the album was going to be. We even got the track listing, like, oh, shit. We about to get some exclusive shit. Because Certified Lover Boy, I said Certified Lover Boy was underwhelming. Like, you, like, like if you listen to the whole album, you're going to walk away with a couple of joints. But as far as running back the whole album, no. <laughs> so, that was for one. And then the album dropped. And as you heard in the beginning, the majority of the album sounds pretty much like that. So, I'm hearing things. But anywho, Drake is in, is in his Jersey Club era. Yep. And that explains the braids and maybe not the braids, but that explains a lot. Or maybe it doesn't. Either who. He's in his Jersey Club era. He's in his house music era. We getting house music Drake. Jersey Club Drake. Jersey Club Drizzy is what we have right now. And, you know, honestly, it is what it is. I listened to it. I'm not even going to hold you. The first time I heard the album, I was no different than when I was no different than the majority of other people when I first heard the album. Like, dude, it's like the fuck is this? The whole album's gonna be like this? Oh no, no, this is way worse than Certified Lover Boy. Nah, me, nah. Like I wasn't, and mind you, I'm listening to this at you know one two in the morning. So, yeah, uh, but woke up, listened to it, um, listened to it again <laughs> when I was out and about, or tried to be out and about fucking with this chest cold, and then by second listen, it was growing on me, by third listen, it grew on me completely, especially, hold on, yeah, by third listen, I already walked away with a few personal faves. Falling back, falling back, current, a keeper, calling my name, sticky. Matt, yeah, massive. My might as well put massive up there up there too. Damn, I just two times myself. Massive and liability. Yeah, definitely liability. Jimmy Cooks is cool too, but to me this whole album is a vibe. Um I like it. Like in the beginning, I was like everyone else. Oh, this shit is trash. Fuck out of here. This is so garbage. 
But by the third listen, it grew on me immediately. Like, oh, shit. And mind you, I didn't do the, you know, second or third listen just to solidify whatever viewpoint I initially had. I willingly gave it that second or third listen. And, and I posted it on my Instagram. And it was divisive. Like some people liked it, other people didn't. This time out, it, I didn't have any static for people that didn't like it. Which, let me just get this off now. I understand the people that like it. I totally understand the people that like it. But I also understand the people that don't like it for a variety of reasons. People thought, people went in, people went in listening thinking they was going to get another hip-hop album. And when they saw the shit was labeled under dance or house, it was like, what the fuck? You know? And I get that. People went in with ears or people that don't like it because they're already well-versed in house music. And it's like, I've heard better house music than this by way better house house music artists. This ain't it. <laughs> he should have connected with, you know, DJs that are well-versed in this. He should have reached out to artists that are well-versed in this. And it could have really made the album pop. And I understand that. Some people saying like, this is like the bare minimum house music. This is like house music for beginners. And if it is, so what? For people, like, here's how I look at it. For people that aren't well-versed in house music and never had anybody to put them on, to me, Drake is a, Drake is not that bad to start with. To me, to me, to me. If you're not that familiar with house music and this is your first time getting introduced to it, okay. You know, is Drake a house artist? Hell no. He probably just got into that sound and, you know, went off the bare bones of it and said, fuck it, we're going to make an album off this. Hey. Like, I don't have too many words for this because I'm not heavy into house music like that enough to call myself a fan, but I am familiar with it. My mother played it around the house. And every now and then, I catch myself listening to Crystal Crystal Waters. Yeah. I had that played in my house, right? <clears throat> what I call myself versatile, a versatile listener, yes and no. But I wouldn't call anyone else that's attempting to criticize this album all that versatile either because look what this album did. <clears throat> a Drake album started house music discourse. A Drake album started Jersey Club music discourse. Y'all talk, y'all bringing up artists and DJs that are rarely brought up. Y'all wasn't bringing these people up up until that point. Every now and then you would, but that's it. And the most who and the most whoever get brought up was Azalea Banks. Like she's a she like when it comes to house music, she's a one on her shit. It's just uh, 
is she <clears throat> if she got a handle on her filter, then she would have went far than where she's at now. I got no I got no personal beef with her because she she speaks her thoughts. She speaks her thoughts like a drunk person. <laughs> and I I respect it, but it works against her at the same time. But um but that's the most I hear as far as house music artists and DJs. And if as a matter of fact, DJs too. Like Katranya, Katranda, is that how you say this name? I'm probably saying this name wrong. But um Cookie Kawhi, she's a house DJ. One of the girls I was dating, she played a DJ for the first time. Yeah. I heard that. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> a lot of those people and more was again brought like that until this album dropped. Even if you didn't like them, even if you didn't like the sounds that you use it, it inspired you to bring up, it inspired you to promote other people that work. Mission accomplished. That's even better. If you didn't like them, fine. You was promoting people that you did like so other people would be more hip to it. Or if you did like them, you was putting people onto it that wasn't familiar with house music. Either or. Mission accomplished. I say mission accomplished. But I also didn't have beef with people that didn't like it. Because I understood why they wouldn't like it. Like, okay, this is... my. This isn't, you know, profound. This album isn't something profound. It's a different direction for Drake, but if you listen to all his other singles in the past, it was only a matter... I'm not going to say it was only a matter of time, but... Yeah, I'm not going to say it was only a matter of time, but he likes to discover new sounds. Every For every new album, he's, he's giving you, like, a new thing. That he's come across. Whether it was like the British drill. Whether it was the British drill sound. The, the Chicago drill sound. He he kind of tapped out a little bit. The, you know, the Jamaican, the reggae sound. Um, I'm trying to describe the hotline playing sound in some type of way. But I know he got that off drum. Okay, aka Shelly, Shelly, Shelly drum, whatever. I'm sorry, um, <clears throat> but he does tap into different type of sounds and try to, for the most part, try to make it his own. Some people saying that you know he gave the bare minimum just to, just out of whatever obligation, labor obligation, whatever the fuck, and they might be right. So, let me not tell you, like, other people's things. I'm going to just tell you what I think. I think the Drake album is cool. It's cool. Like, this is lit. This is definitely something I see anybody playing this in the summertime, especially 80, 90 degree weather, whether it's day out or night out. You in a situation, rooftop party, block party, whatever. You play Falling Back or Calling My Name or Sticky. It's a rap. 
You can say what you want about this album. You play any of those three joints that I just named off. You getting low with the chick or a chick getting low with you, with, a, with a nigga or getting low with another chick or a nigga getting low on another nigga. It does not matter. You play this shit, it will serve its purpose. That's it. Criticize the album all you want. It's going to serve its purpose. Like, you can tear it down, say it's not better than any house music or DJ artist, and you're probably right. But tell me it's not going to serve its purpose in the function by whoever plays it. What you going to tell them? Stop and play this crystal water? Stop and play this? I mean, if you can, more power to you. But you're going to be liquored up. You're going to be in the you're going to be in the zone. I'm not going to care. It's going to serve its purpose. Matter of fact, like I said earlier, it's already serving it, serving its purpose. I made a video about it. Other people are dancing to it. Other people are making means to it. Other DJs probably going to have it in their set as we speak. You already bring it up better house music DJs and artists. I wouldn't be surprised if y'all aren't already sharing your own playlist. It's already serving its purpose. It started discourse. Any music or album that starts a discourse, that's mission accomplished. As long as you start a conversation, whether it be positive or negative. The worst, like the worst type of project to have that is it inspires nothing at all. The worst thing you can do is be boring. Or <clears throat> let me rephrase that. The worst thing an album or a song can do is having it put people at indifference. It's okay. It's cool. It's alright. I mean, I listen to it or whatever, but you don't want to leave people with that impression. That means one listen and it's forgotten about. I'd rather people call it trash than people to forget about it. So even if they call the Drake album trash, mission accomplished, you at least have something to look forward to on the next joint. You leave people with a difference, you fail. To me, that's failure. There's nothing worse than somebody telling me, like, it's cool and whatever. Like, it just makes me feel like I didn't do my job. And as an artist, it should inspire you to, like, make more of an impactful album. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily, it doesn't have to be necessarily a storytelling album, but it has to have some type of, it has to have some type of substance to where it gets people thinking, it gets people talking. It evokes emotion. This Drake album evoked emotion. More emotion than it ever did from, more emotion than Certified Lover Boy did. You had a little, you had a little yin, 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 but you forgot about it. So, <clears throat> same thing with Kendrick. Like, Kendrick's album, it's to me. It started a little bit of a conversation, but not to where you, not to where it'll carry over for months and months and months and months and months at a time. Like, you know, to pimp a butterfly. That <laughs> at least to pimp a butterfly started a conversation. You know, <clears throat> damn, even kind of started a conversation. 
Mr. Morale and the Big Tappers, it started a little, it started a conversation. Maybe for a week, two weeks. And then on to the next J. Cole. It didn't really start a conversation at all. It was, I mean, I said what I said about it. So, but now that I say that out loud, this has been an underwhelming year for the big three. This has been an underwhelming year for the big three. From 2021 to like 2022, this has been an underwhelming year. <clears throat> like, you normally, if, you know, the mid-tier or BC, let me put it like this. If you're not getting what you need from like the B, C, D, and I hate to even use it, use it like say it like that, but if you're not getting what you need from the B, C, T, B, C, T, B, C, D level, whatever fuck level rappers, <laughs> sorry, you're gonna at least get something from the big three. This doesn't even feel like that. Like Mr. Morale and the big steppers left. I was underwhelmed by it. Off J. Cole, off season. I was underwhelmed by it. Certified Lover Boy. I was underwhelmed by it. Um, you know, at least honestly, honestly, never mind gave me a vibe. Like, okay. That's gonna that's gonna last a little bit more longer than, you know, CLB, but even that but even that I can understand how the next person be like, eh. And mind you, and mind you, let me not forget, he at least gave people something to hold them over until Beyonce drops in late July. Yeah, Beyonce announced, Beyonce quietly announced her album coming out in July, late July. So at least Drake gave people something until then. And mind you, oh, and let me not also forget another thing. He made Joey badass push his, push his album back. I don't care what Joey says. Sample Clarence, my ass. Yeah, all right, nigga. You was good. To, you was good. He was good to go to drop the follow-up to 1999. And then all of a sudden, he heard, he heard, I don't care what he said. He heard about Drake dropping, and he wasn't risking getting eclipsed. So, Sample Clarence. Yeah, I'll just tell him that. He could, right? You can tell them niggas you roll with whatever you want, but you and I know what's going on. <laughs> I was like, damn, you got Drizzy make you shook over nothing. You could still drop. Westside Boogie dropped, and people gravitating towards that. Kevin Gates dropped. People gravitating towards that. You let Drizzy pump fake you, man. Like, Joey Badass still has a fan base that would have still messed with that. People have been waiting to follow up to 1999 for years, and you let House Club, like, and you let Jersey Music Drizzy scare you off, man. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say all that because. Uh, 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 but anywho, you know, 
at least he gave people something to hold him over until Beyonce drops and then they'll forget about it completely. Um, but yeah, but to me, Drake's album accomplished what it meant to accomplish. And even he's not worried about him himself. He said, like, it's okay if you don't get it. By the time you get it, we had already moved on to the next thing. So I like his perspective. Perspective. Yeah, perspective matters. But, yeah. My lasting words on this is, you know, um, I'm not even going to get into people being a leader. And that's the weird thing. That's the weird thing, but I'm not surprised. Like, with the people that really don't like the album are forcing themselves to like it out of fan loyalty to Drake, or more so brand loyalty to Drake. So that's hence why they're trying to like force it on people that claim it they don't like it. It's it's like off season all over again. It's like off season all over again. And people gonna tell you the jacket because it's Drake or it's J. Cole. So they're going to blindly go with it, even though they don't even know what they're going with and then, or they're going with something they really don't like. It's just brand loyalty. That's the best way to describe it. Brand loyalty. For some reason, people feel like if they if they if they dislike an album by their favorite artist, they feel like they're betraying them. And to me, that's why I say it's brand loyalty, because. Wow. <clears throat> that is brand loyalty. You publicly disliking this album is not going to hurt them. They're going to come up with something new and shiny. Whether a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, at average, they'll be fine. Like, you're not, you said, you publicly announced that I don't like this album. It's not, it's not going to break their heart. But you know what? It's not even that. It's, it goes back to what I've been saying for years. People like the person more than they like the music. Drake is no different. Like, people, there's people in their 20s that grew up on Drake since the Thank You Later era or their 30s. You know? But, um, but yeah. <clears throat> One. You like this artist so much that it transcends them, that transcends from their music to as a person. I like, like, you like them so much as a person that you feel like you're, they can do no wrong in their eyes. Like, you know what? This reminds me of a time that I forgot what Drake put out, <clears throat> but I knew it was some a sound he was experimenting. I knew it was a sound he was experimenting and I said I didn't like it. And I'll never forget, I had this one follower. I had this one follower. He was a he was a aspiring. I'ma say I'ma call it aspiring because I heard this joint and it was cold trash. This is not even me saying that because me and him might have fallen out. This is me saying it because I gave it an honest listen. I gave it an honest listen. I tried to, I even listened to his mixtape. He his mixtape was basically doing what Ari Lennox did before she came up, 
before, I mean, before Ari Lennox blew up, what she would do was she would, matter of fact, I'm not even going to say he did what Ari Lennox did because what Ari Lennox did was really what 50 Cent did, but in a hip hop way. Basically, he took a beat. What 50 Cent did was he would take an industry beat and make it his, like by giving the shit, by turning that shit into an actual song. Hence why we recognize 50 as, you know, the mixtape pioneer that he is. Him and Wheezy. But Ari Lennox did it in an R&B format. Like, I still remember her doing a different, singing a different type of song on Bilal's Soul Sister instrumental. Like, she, like she hit them notes till she cracked the voice. Like, she was really that bitch. Like, she would take an R&B song and give it, give it her own flavor. Homie, not 50, and I'm not talking about 50 already at this point. Homie tried to do the same thing, but he was just so sound trash. <clears throat> I never forget. One of the songs he singed on was an instrumental with Juvenile Back That Ass Up, but it was something called Hey Jude. I'm like, oh my, this nigga sounded so fucking terrible. But anywho. I said that, you know, this Drake song is trash. He came at me very overzealous. And that's then and there, that's how I knew, okay, he's a Drake stan. He's a Drake stan. You can't tell them niggas nothing. Like, you can't tell them niggas nothing about their guy or their fave. In their eyes, they can't do any wrong. But he made a new sound. You can't. Like, let me, let me tell y'all something. That, that, y'all gotta stop with that argument. At least they attempted the new sound. Y'all said the same thing with Kendrick when he dropped Mr. Morale. Y'all say the same thing with any other artist. I can respect that they attempted a new sound, but that doesn't mean I'm obligated to like it. Art is still art, my nigga. Okay? Like, you want me, like, niggas are not in it for participation trophies. I'm not giving your favorite artist a motherfucking participation trophy because they try the new sound. Trash is trash. You can't make me like it because they try, because of, hey, they try. Fuck that. No. You're not giving these underground niggas that same pass. Why am I giving you niggas that same pass? Because of clout? Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. Cut it out. Cut it out. This is why I wasn't any this is why I wasn't on anyone's head when people disliked that Mr. Morale shit. Cause I understood. Like, okay, I can get how nobody would like this. Same thing with this Drake album. I can understand how no one would like this. I can understand. It's called critical thinking. It's called maturity. Try it sometime. You'll be surprised how much bullshit you'll cut through. <clears throat> No one is obligated to like, like, I'm supposed to hand a nigga a participation trophy? A part. Is that what niggas is in this for? You want participation trophies? Fine. You give that nigga a participation trophy. No. No one has to like anything. And I'm surprised us adults have to even say it. Music is subjective. Not everybody gonna like what you put out. Nor they, nor do they have to. That is okay. 
It appeals to who it's meant to appeal to. Obviously, it wasn't meant to appeal to you or me. But stands being stands, they're invested in the artist as a person so much that they can do no wrong in their eyes. So this nigga started. That's when this, but this nigga wasn't trying to hear it. That's when he started. Do you think you're better than Drake? He legit asked me that. Do you think you're better than Drake? Drake? And looking back, I should have just blocked him. But like, you know, my ego just entertained him. Like, okay, sis. That's all I kept. That back then, if a, if a, per, if a nigga annoyed me, I just said, okay, sis. <clears throat> By responding with, okay, sis, the homophobia jumped out of a lot of niggas. Oh, you a faggot now? You a faggot? I'm like, oh, wow. That's all it would take. Just respond to a nigga, okay, sis, and watch how he responds to you. Ten times out of ten, the homophobia always comes out. Oh, and you're homophobic, okay. Oh, that's all I responded to, nigga. Okay, sis, and he just continued to get his shit off, and he felt like he had to defend Drake on his behalf. And it's like, okay. And that's when I blocked him. And it's like, that's why I'm grateful that. And I'm not even going to hold you. I was at Eminem stand once upon a time, but thank God, like, that shit wore for me. Because <laughs> I don't know how y'all niggas do it, man. Nah. <clears throat> but, um, yeah. Let me move on from this Drake subject real quick because I already gave it a good amount of time on there. But um, to summarize it, I can understand how you would like it, how anyone would like it, but I will also understand. But I also understand how someone else wouldn't like it. You know, if there's better you can put people on to, please do so. But um, anywho, um, real quick. By the time anyone listened to this, like Father's Day, what it came and went, but I'ma just get it off anyway. Um, please, friend, and for any woman that's listening, please save your mis like. Stop with like, don't do it on Father come Father's Day. Don't do it. Don't rain on a good man's parade with your misandry. Okay. I'm going to say the same thing I said earlier in the video. Once upon a time, you fell in love with a man. You took him seriously because he gave you reasons to take him, seri take him seriously. You, like, you liked him and he liked you. But most importantly, you liked being liked. And as a human being, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being liked. We all want to be liked. Anyone that says different is lying to themselves. And they want to be liked so badly. But anywho. Um, you liked them. He liked you. You liked being liked. And whatever caused the fallout happened. Y'all fell out. But not before y'all had a kid. You know. That's when the relationship fell out. And now you have a different view of him. Not just of him. But of all men. And relationships in general. Now. Whatever your feelings are towards him is exactly that, towards him. 
but it should never affect it should never affect the relationship with his child. If he's actively being there for his child positively, if he's financially supporting his child, let him cook. Whatever you you and him had is dead. It shouldn't have it should not interfere with the relationship with his children. Okay. If he's being good to that kid, salute that kid. Him not being good to you doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, save that story for your therapist. Save that story for your Moesha diary. Okay. Don't don't use Father's Day to shit on him because he moved on with another chick. That has nothing to do with you. Like I want I want like bitter women to acknowledge their feelings. Cause y'all trying to ignore them shits is why you're bitter. It don't bother me. I'm unbothered. Like, no, nah, you are bothered. I'm not gonna let this nigga cry. Like, you no, nah, you clearly need to cry. Cause it's obviously you're not giving yourself the chance to mourn your relationship. But enough of that. Don't don't use Father's Parade the day of all days to shit on all men because y'all took that one person seriously and it didn't work out the way you would work out. You wanted it to work out or you didn't get the family that you wanted with him. Don't do that. As long as he's providing, protecting, and being active in your son or daughter's life, that's all that should matter. It's not too many men are doing it. We all, I'm not going to say we all, but some, if not most of us, suffered from that black American dad story. Today, here, to go on tomorrow, whether death, whether death or prison time or choosing the streets or choosing the streets over us or choosing their freedom over us. You know, the fact that y'all would have someone that give a shit about their kids to where they want to be involved and you're going to rain on his parade, nah, right? And if y'all don't have, and if y'all don't have that situation going and y'all, if y'all don't have that situation going, okay, fine. And what I mean by that situation, I mean, if y'all don't have kids, fine, but don't use Father's Day to shit on all men. That's weak. That's weak. Instead, celebrate the niggas you know that are good men that are taking care of their kids. Celebrate them. Make it a make that like celebrate them on Father's Day. Don't use it to shit on. Don't use it to shit on all men. Like I'm not jacking misandry any more than I'm jacking misogyny. Y'all not y'all not about to rain on. Y'all not about to like do the toxic rain dance on positive black men doing positive shit for their kids. You know, I'm not allowed, I'm not condoning that. Nor do I want that in my cipher. Again, your experience with and I'm not gonna downplay experience your whatever negative experiences you have with black men. But I don't want to hear about it on on Father's Day. I'm sorry. Nobody's trying to hear about the hurt chick. No, matter of fact, nobody's trying to hear or, or hear about the hurt chick or any other day. 
which is fucked up. No one wants to deal with the hurt shit, even if they created it. So yeah, come Father's Day, just, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Reserve that for your therapist. And just amplify the the good black men that you know of that are taking care of their kids. Because I hope you're not hanging out or associating yourselves with fucking deadbeats in any way, shape, or form. Any woman that associates associate themselves with a deadbeat in any shape, way, or form, I know for a fact I can't trust you. I can never trust you. Because look what the type of energy you associate yourself with. Willingly at that. But yeah. Um, I came across something recently. I came across something recently that I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, genuinely, genuinely interesting. Um, and it basically consists of male and female friendships. Basically, to summarize it, this physically attractive woman, but with weird weirdo qualities, which I think I said in the last podcast, anyone can be attractive, but it's their personality and their behavior and their character that will reveal how truly attractive they are. But anywho, um, she legit asked her, she basically shot her shot she shot her shot with her quote unquote platonic male friends basically asking them why we not together or maybe or we should just fuck basically and and it started it started you know a conversation of sorts if you want to call it that and I saw a post that said, like, she, and I saw this post from this one woman. She said, she's rarely seen straight men with female friends that aren't, that they aren't attracted to or aren't stereotypically attractive. Even if the man in question wants nothing from her, other men do. Her desirability and his proximity to her works as a form of social capital form. She actually made a point. On that post, she made a point. Like, even if that nigga isn't, you know, attracted to you, if you're an attractive woman, he'll get with you to get with other bitches. Because he's going to assume that you being an attractive woman, you associate yourself with other attractive women, which is a thing, which I never, I never understood why that's a thing. Because a friendship based on, you know, being conventionally attractive is something that's set up to fail. It's a friendship that's bound to fail. If you just if you're if that's a like bad bitches link up type friendship are always bound to fail. Because y'all have nothing in common other than looks. Y'all don't even y'all don't even know how they y'all don't even know how each other is wired like that until shit gets real. But anywho, but if niggas peep that, they're gonna be like, yo, she knows other bad bitches. Even if I can't fuck I'ma just use her to fuck her to run through her whole crew. And niggas just don't don't just do that with a woman. Niggas do that with other niggas too. But not in the gateway. I'm talking about 
Niggas will niggas will purposely be friends with other niggas if they know they stay around attractive women. Yeah, niggas do that. A nigga cannot fuck with you. He doesn't like you for any for whatever reason. But he'll like under the guise of friendship, he'll link up with another nigga just to fuck. All the other bitches that he knows. All the other women that he knows, I mean. Niggas do that. Niggas will do that. So you have to like you have to be careful who you let in your circle because not all people have great intent. But to get to the meat and bones of it, the woman that purposely didn't pull did that the woman that Purposely initiated the gray area with her quote unquote male friends. Those all to me that all I got from that was she does she doesn't have any male friends. That's all I got from that situation that she doesn't have any male friends because there's a difference between platonic male friends and niggas that you curve that you keep around just to. Whenever you need an ego boost, because I know plenty of women that done that. My ex is one of them that done that. Niggas that want to fuck you, but you curve them, but you keep them around whenever you want your ego massage. Because I know, because there's gonna they're gonna come a time that they're gonna get their feelings hurt. There, let me just break this down. They're gonna come across a nigga that they that they really wanna fuck. And there and there's gonna be that day and time when that nigga puts him puts her in there. There's gonna be a there's gonna be a time that the nigga that she wants to fuck is gonna put her in her place. Cause while she's treating the niggas like she, she cause while she's treating the niggas like she uh uh I'm getting tongue to I just it's breaking down the scenario. First of all, any nigga that allows himself to be a yes man for the pussy doesn't have any respect for himself. That's first of all. Because those are the niggas that even though she curved you, you're staying around in the hopes that they're doing the Urkel shit. They putting time in, hoping that one day. It'll pay off to when they finally she she breaks down and finally gives them the pussy, but it's like, at what cost? Your self respect, your self esteem. My God, that's for one, and for two, the bitch is lame just for keeping them around because whenever social media tells her about herself, whenever her friends tell her about herself, whenever the nigga she wants to fuck tells her about herself and treats her like an option, because that's the ironic shit. She's treating the niggas she curves like an option, but the niggas that she's fucking are treating her, are treating her like an option. And they will. And she's not going to like that. And that's going to bruise her ego a little bit. And so that's when she hits up the yes men niggas to get, you know, a little boost for her self-esteem. Yes, baby, you the baddest. Yes, baby, you, you the shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still ain't gonna give you niggas pussy. So it's corny on all sides when you think about it. 
she's keeping y'all around. She's keeping, like, she keeps niggas around whenever she want to feel like the shit. And them niggas is standing around in the hope and hopes that they'll hit. It's corny all around. This isn't just social media shit. I've been, I've been around women that I seen do this in real time. In real time. Lead a nigga on and keep him on nice until she's ready, like she's ready to entertain niggas again. On some Foxy Brown, I, I can't shit. Or even then, all, she, all I do is get their asses hot. And then I ask them, when the last time you had, had some twat? Like, they'll, they'll, they literally, like, dangle the pussy right in their face. You know, and, and again, I say the shit is corny. They're corny all across the boards, but if she's getting more out of them, like, who am I to interfere? It's like, them niggas know what they're doing. Everybody's trying to, everybody's using each other. Everybody's using each other. It's a symbiotic relationship. Toxic as fuck, but symbiotic. And I said earlier, even my ex did it. She done it to other niggas, and at one point she did it to me. I'm not ashamed to say that. My self-esteem back then isn't what it is now. My self-esteem was shit. I just wanted to be in her presence. That's how much I loved her. You know, so I was not proud. I was not proud of of a lot of my actions. So I just wish I had the self-esteem then that I do now. Not just the self-esteem, but more importantly, the self-respect. Because, yeah. It's to me that's just nasty. It's nasty work. Those type of niggas that do that put pussy on the pedestal that they will never get. And that and mind you, those type of women can sniff niggas out. A nigga that'll put pussy on the pedestal is not the type of nigga you want to associate yourself with because he would he would do anything to anyone just to get a whip for that. That, like, he's your buddy, he's your pal, he's your friend, up until he has an opportunity to fuck. And it don't even have to be virgins. It's just niggas that be pussy obsessed. That shit is not healthy. Those are the type of niggas you cannot trust. Niggas that'll do anything for pussy, niggas that'll do anything for money, and niggas that'll do anything for clout. Those are the type of niggas you can trust. Especially they're trying to fuck women that think more of themselves than they should. Because they got their ego from, ego from niggas like that. Niggas been, hype, niggas been hyping those type of women up for so long that they actually... After a while, they, they're going to believe in the hype. Yes, I'm the shit. Yes, I got ass. Yes, I got titties. Yes, all these niggas want to fuck me. Yeah, they're going to think highly of themselves. And of course, they're going to play with niggas like that. Like I said, it's a very symbiotic and toxic relationship. But I don't feel sorry for not either or. So, but um, you know what? I, I would end it off here, but matter of fact, it's not even worth talking about. Fuck that bitch. Um, and 
to end this off, I was going to talk about ghosting too, but that's not really what I'm talking about. I mean, short story short, if somebody ghosts you, that's a blessing in disguise. I wouldn't hound them for any type of explanation. I wouldn't even hound them for for closure. There's no such thing. That shit only exists in sitcoms and movies. Even that's few and far between. Somebody, whoever ghosts you the first time out, showing you who they are. Whether it be platonic, romantic, or even business. I would not, I I would never associate myself with anyone that goes. And I ain't going to hold it. I take that shit personally. Anybody that goes to me. Because that tells me that you, you don't think I'm worthy of a response or any type of honesty. But it isn't just that. People do that because they don't want to be held emotionally accountable for a person. Nobody is trying to do and that shit is weird. No one in today's climate, nobody is trying to deal with the nobody is trying to deal with the next person's feelings. And I think it's because they can they they don't even know how to deal with their own feelings. So how the fuck are they gonna know how to deal with yours? So they just avoid it altogether. They don't want to deal with the fact that people have feelings just like them. They feel mad. They feel bad. They feel sad. They feel anger. And they don't want to feel that. And they don't want to get that from anyone they deal with. So rather than deal with it all together, they'll just find a back door slip out. And to me, that's just some corny coward shit. Like, once you're capable of doing that, I'd rather not deal with you altogether. As an individual, as a label, as a staff. As a, as a motherfucking crew. You know, I'm good off you. Yeah. Like, I'll be pissed off about it. But once I cool off, yeah, I'm good off you. Like, I can see you don't like communicating. Like, how would you run a business that way? Even if you, even if I send music to you, I would respect it. I would respect you just a little bit more if you had the heart to say, you know what, this shit is not my jam. Thank you for sending it. I would respect that instead of just this ghosting shit. But, yeah, I'm just going to cap it off at that. Um, Again, shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the new listeners. Um, Rat races still out there. Shout out to y'all for fucking with it. Shout out to y'all for playlisting it. Shout out to the ones that are sharing it, supporting it, genuinely, genuinely listening to it and Saying what they liked about it. That means so much to me, y'all. This official visual is coming out soon. Very, very fucking soon. And y'all gonna like it. Well, I'm gonna like it. But y'all definitely gonna like it. But yeah, Rat Rouse. Rat Rouse. Wow. Rat Race featuring Joey Golden. Shout out to him. Produced by Offbeat Ninja. It's out now. Stream it on Spotify title. Apple Music, SoundCloud. It's available on all streaming platforms. Definitely stream that. Um, visit my website, RileyRittens.com. R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S.com. Sign up for email. Sign up for my email list. I'm going to start 
communicating directly to my folks there. That's why I call my fans my folks. Like, y'all going to get the discounts on upcoming, you know, new merch designs, events, photography, giveaways, all that shit. Sign up to my email list on RileyWritens.com, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S.com. Um, follow the podcast page on Twitter, Instagram at Instagram at Riley Randoms Pod, R-I-L-E-Y-R-A-N-D-O-M-S-P-O-D. I'm going to become more at, I'm going to become more active on that pod page as well. Not just, you know, post the episodes and shit because that's just wrong. There's a lot of y'all that fuck with it and I need to interact with y'all with there. So start following that pod page and you can also follow my personal page. At Raleigh Ritz, R I L E Y W R I T T S. Definitely follow that. And to leave you off with my usual, I don't know shit, neither do you. Humble yourself, learn something new. And um, the next time I record this pod, I will be at my normal talking voice and not this raspy, very white voice. <laughs> but seriously, I'm going to be in better health the next time I record this. So until then, one.